Welcome to the Midweek Conversation, where we reflect on the Preach from Sunday and talk about how to apply it to our lives. You might have noticed, this isn't Ian speaking. He's on holiday at the moment, so you've got me, Paul, as the host. So wherever you are, whether you're doing the washing up, whether you're out for a run, out for a nice walk, settle in, kick back, and enjoy the pod. Well, I'm here with Dave and Rach, our youth and kids pastors. Is that the right thing to call you guys? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We don't really know. They don't really know. I don't really know. But I'm here with them. Uh, and it's great as Ian's on holiday, slacking off. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the preach that I did on um, on Sunday, Only Good Comments Allowed, uh, on James oh. 3 and Wisdom. So <laughs> I wanted beautiful. To, oh, that's very kind. Uh, I wanted to start, I opened up by talking about movies and being inspired slash compelled when I watched them to go do what they were doing. Do you guys... Resonate, like, feel the same? Not at all? Was I swinging and missing with that? I get it. Uh, like, we'd watched Coach Carter two days before. Oh, I see, so you know exactly so what I'm I talking knew about. exactly what you meant, because I'd watched it and was like, want to go play some ball? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm so bad at basketball. But I, I have, like, I've I played basketball go. with you, and... <laughs> yeah, that is you an accurate description. validate no, you know, um, you've got great energy on the, on the court. Dave always has great energy. <laughs> he does have great energy, doesn't he? You're really keen. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll run up and down a lot. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah that's what you bring that, to the Coach team. And Carter, that is what they are about, isn't it? It's about the fitness, it's about it's true. running every moment. Uh, but no, I get it as well with, like, if I've watched a fighty film. Not like guns, but, like, hand-to-hand. Con- the yeah. Matrix is the worst. I don't think you can watch The Matrix and afterwards not be like... Let's do a slow mo fight, and I was like that with Rachel, like slow mo fight. She's like, no, no, and I'm like, come on, come on. She's like, no, and then I I lower my guard and give up, and then she punches me. <laughs> very tactical. So yeah, I very much get that. Oh, how about you, Rach? Um, Coach Carter doesn't have the effect of making me want to play basketball. It makes me want to do youth work, which is great because that's my job. <laughs> But I was thinking about this. I think one of the things that annoys Dave most about me is I don't do... I'm not very good at, like, let's let's theoretically think about what would be a lovely idea because I immediately think, is that realistic or not? And so I don't go away and (laughs) think... You just shoot his ideas down. I don't go away and think, I'm going to be a pro basketball player. I'm like, that's never going to happen. I could do youth work. But, but like, when I watch the sewing bee, I want to sew, but I actually do sew because I own the equipment to sew. So I don't really do the, like, unrealistic... So you don't live in this fantasy world that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> you just actually act it out. Yeah, you just, actually, uh, actually do have a practical mind on, on your... Oh, uh, great. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm very good about myself. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I absolutely love that you said... After, what was the second one? Was it Step Up? Step, step up. up. That you said I wanted to go out and cut some serious shape. <laughs> because yeah. I've seen you dance like you've seen me play basketball. Oh, I would say that I'm a better dancer than you are basketball player. You bring a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, okay, You're that's really fair. You're really keen. That's, that's fair. Oh, no, I do enjoy cutting a good shape on the dance floor. You actually just want to be best friends with Channing Tatum. That's what oh, 100%, from your yeah. I didn't, didn't, it didn't get into the fact, you know, Dear John, another top movie with him. Oh, no. <laughs> someone else posted, I saw something say, this is the best movie ever. Yeah, I, I saw someone post that on Instagram. Who was it? Oh, was it Molly? Molly? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, well, shout out to you, Molly, for picking a great <laughs> film to watch. <laughs> I always forget that Channing Tatum's in Coach Carter, though. And so every time I watch it, I'm like, what a legend. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he is great. He is great. Okay, right. So, getting back on, on topic and off Channing <laughs> Tatum. Off facing on Channing Tatum. Um, bad decisions. Track record in your life. <laughs> Let's just start there. Because well, no, so one of the things I was talking about was... You know, we need to look back at our life, look at our track record and go, actually, if we made some good and bad decisions. And honestly, knowing you both very, very well, <laughs> my, my inkling is that Rach has probably made better decisions <laughs> in her life. I was going to say, are we answering for each other? Oh. I'll tell you Rach's bad decisions. <laughs> I can tell you one of yours, Dave. Go on. Dreadlocks. <laughs> I defend that. I think that that was a good decision. So I had dreadlocks. How old was I? I was probably 19. It's on my gap year. My gap year. <laughs> Your gap year. <laughs> um, and I'd always wanted dreadlocks. I don't know if I expected them to look good. I don't think I did. I think I, did. I, think I knew they'd look just, bad. Just embraced. But I think it's a, I think it's a good decision. Because I was like, I've always wanted them. I'm on my gap year. There's never been a better time, you know. <laughs> they'll never be the, the times will only get worse to have dreadlocks it's maybe a better phrase true and I was like I'm just going to go for it and that that doesn't make it a good decision <laughs> okay another another question was it a good decision to have got rid of them before you met Rach yes. yeah that was a very good decision <laughs> very definitely I so I got rid of them it was a painful process because I didn't want to shave my head so I brushed them out Oh. oh, it took. It was. It was. It was not a pleasant experience. It was. They were disgusting. Because um, also, like, you meant to really take care of dreadlocks. Like, I can imagine nineteen-year-old Dave rub did salts not into take. them all this kind of. I did not do any of that. And I was in Tanzania, so it's like hot, dusty, sweaty. Um, <laughs> the people who did them. You're, you're making this sound like a better decision <laughs> as you're explaining. Yeah, you know, now I'm really with you. I'm <laughs> sorry for bringing it up. I, I, I don't think I've told you this. The people who did them obviously were not used to dreading white people's hair, which is very different. And so they were like, as you know, the best way to like keep this together, we'll put honey on the ends. <laughs> At the time, I was like, ah, that makes sense to me. And so I just walked around Tanzania with hair dipped in honey. <laughs> and it was so, so dusty oh. and so sweaty. And they were just, oh, they were just disgusting. And I got to, um, so I had them done in Tanzania and I went to Uganda to stay with some family friends. And the mum was just like, you stink, wash them out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. And then I met Rach about two weeks after I got rid of them. Okay, Rach, if Dave had still had those dreadlocks, (laughs) in the condition that he has described them here... (laughs) How likely is it that you'd have taken a fancy to him? I'm not good with bad smells, so I think <laughs> fairly... Like, there was a lot of sitting on minibuses and chatting, and I don't think I would have been sat next to him if he'd smelt like that. So I don't think it would have gone that well. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if I'd, I'd lost out on my wife? Because yeah. I had It was the wisdom of the Lord that, that caused her to suggest you yeah. take your dreadlocks out. Thank you, yes. Jesus. Right, let's talk about one of your bad decisions. <laughs> I think my my issue is... I'm glad you've got something, because um, I annoyingly can't think of one. No, the thing that comes to my mind is my inability to say no and therefore make bad decisions as a result. So quite... There's been a few occasions where I've come home from town and been like, we're now giving to this charity and I need you to yes. ring them up and cancel it because um, I couldn't say no. And I'm not brave enough to ring them up. You do that. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm all in support of giving money to charity, but you come back with the weirdest things. <laughs> it's like, like I can't even to... think of an example. Sometimes it's not even a charity. It's like, I've signed up to give £3 a month for this business. I was like, are you getting anything? Like, no, no, it's a donation. Like, why are you donating to a business? Can you ring them up? Oh, yes. You... I'm like, I don't mind say, being like, I'll just give them permission to speak to you because you always have to do that. I do this a lot because I'm rubbish at like, saying no to people. I'm like, can I give you permission to speak to my husband instead? <laughs> just abdicate responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, they always say yes and then I yeah. let you do the difficult conversations. But then annoyingly, you do that less now. Yeah, so I'm growing. So what are your bad decisions? Mm. Oh, I'm so annoyed that I can't think of one. I just don't make bad decisions anymore. You are a very wise person, to yeah. be fair. You're very messy. I just want to drop that in there. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's an issue <laughs> of wisdom. A, wisdom, just want, good, bad decisions. just want just, it on the record. Just say something mean Knock you down a peg slightly. Yeah. yeah. Just as long as we don't land on Rach just makes good decisions, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is really annoying. I'm really. Good. I'm gonna to have to. Well, get you know, away you, and think. you yeah, you met on that, and if by the end of the pod you can come up with something great, if not, oh. then that's also okay. <laughs> okay, so thinking about decisions, because in reality, they, Dave, you have made some bad ones in your life. You guys are both very wise people, and but but people that you know, I I seek wisdom from a lot in in my life, and but also you, your track record, at least in recent years, post dreads, <laughs> has been bad. very good. So what? What does decision-making look like in your life? How do you guys make wise decisions? Share your wisdom. I was thinking about this. We make decisions, certainly big decisions, we make quite slowly. I don't think like too slowly. I don't think we're indecisive. Mm. But I think it, we, we try not to rush things. Um, and so we make sure that we're both praying about it and we'll, we'll be chatting to each other of like, what do you think God's saying? What's your gut feeling at the minute? And then quite often we'll book in, <clears throat> we'll try and find some time where we can be like, let's both have half an hour now, go away separately. These are the questions we're taking to the Lord. Make sure we're asking the same stuff and then come back and compare answers. And like the nice thing then is if you both feel like God's saying the same thing, you're like, well, this this, this is good. This, this is a fairly mm. strong guidance, but... But if it's different, then you can kind of, it takes you on the next step of discussion of like, okay, well, why are we feeling that? What do we think he's saying in that? Um, and then I think something that we do but that <clears throat> we're very blessed to be able to do is that we have a lot of really wise friends. And so we will go to them and say, this is what we're thinking. This is what we think God is saying. Um, kind of paint them a picture of how we've got to this point so far. And then just be like, what do you guys think? What's your reaction as we share this and is it expected unexpected is it in line with what you think god's calling us to um so i think that would be a vague summary yeah i think one of the things that you said in your preach um was about like god revealing your heart behind some of the decisions you're making mm. and i think that's probably a big part of it as well like not necessarily like you can easily make the same decision for a good reason or a bad reason can't mm. you and i think it's going to the Lord and being like, am I, am I making this decision for the right reasons? Am I making it for selfish reasons? Am I making it because this is you, Jesus, and um, this is like what you've got for me? And I think that's a big part of it is sitting down and sort of almost unpicking it with the Lord. Um, yeah, the, the attitude behind the decision. 
and it's feeling the peace as well isn't it I think yeah and certainly I've experienced this probably with bigger decisions I don't know if just because it's sort of the whole thing is amplified but where you've got a couple of options and you're really struggling to know which one to go with going through that whole process and then you get to the point where you're like oh, I, th- I think it's this and you make you kind of you've made that decision you're maybe not committed to it but you've made it and then if you just suddenly feel this real peace about it so I had or a few years ago I had a big decision to make about work and it, and going down one route was kind of like the on paper really good thing and I was like oh yeah that makes sense that makes sense and I just didn't feel right about it um, and so like talked it through prayed about it went back and was like I still don't feel right about it so I fasted for a day and just spent that day praying being like god I, I really don't know what you're saying it makes mm. so much sense to go this way but it doesn't feel right um, and in the end, just was like, I, I don't think I can make this decision, yes, in obedience, because I, I feel mm. like there's a check in me that is just saying it's a no, but I couldn't work out why. And so I was like, I just said, look, it's got to be a no, I don't really know why, but I trust the Lord on this, and just felt so much <laughs> peace as soon as I did that. And it wasn't until probably about six months later that timings and, and other things that came up made it abundantly clear why it had been a no yeah but it was just like oh just to trust him and take that step and and follow what you think he's saying but also like the peace that came from that was was felt like real confirmation for me so Mm. yeah helpful quote i've heard and used many times is let peace be your compass Mm. because i think that can be really helpful i don't think it's necessarily always the case that we'll feel huge amounts of peace about decisions because sometimes they're super scary and they don't seem to make sense but there is generally that that sense that you're saying like okay lord i I think there's something of you in this and if i feel your peace this is a good direction to go but also actually the reverse of that of i just don't feel peace about this decision so that's good yeah so thinking like you guys lead our young people you know you spend time with the youth week in week out and and often, actually, the advice that we're given when, we, when we're young people is some of the best advice and helps shape us because we're at that formative stage where we're working everything out. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like what, what advice do you give to the young, young people in our church? Because I think those of us who are not, no longer young people, we could actually still really benefit from that. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things we tell them first is, like, talk to other people. Because mm. um, especially, I think everyone can do this, but especially like teenagers make very quick decisions (laughs) um and often without consulting anyone and they're just like they just they just do it they're like yeah yeah, this uh and you're like oh probably a 10 minute conversation could have saved you a a lot of pain um and so like that in the short term we're like that is what we're here for like come and talk to us Mm. um and occasionally they do they like hear that message and like oh i should take them up on that and we love those conversations when they come to us and they're just like what should I do here? Mm. What do you think God's saying? I think I say that almost every week. Like, it's literally yeah. my job. You can yeah. talk to me about these things. It's literally my whole job. Yeah. Get a banner that's just like, we're literally here to talk to you about life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I think in the long term, it's trying to get them to understand, the mo- like, like you were saying, Rach, the motivation behind their decision. Mm. Because you can make the same decision for a hundred different reasons Mm. and if you know your reasoning then it's a lot easier 
to bring it before the Lord and to, to like pursue his ways in it and also to know what to pray. Um, so like you might be making a decision out of fear um, of one thing or out of like desire to get to another another place. You know, it could be all, all these different things. And once you understand your motive, then you know what to pray and you know mm. what to sort of bring before God. Um, so that's what we try and get them to think about longer term mm, i think it also a big thing is just repeatedly saying like don't quit keep coming back to jesus <laughs> yeah. like we are all a work in progress it is okay if you make the wrong decision sometimes and you need to come back to jesus mm. and i think teenagers get that better than adults do because they kind of know they're a work in progress like they're still learning they still don't know what job they're going to do like if or who they're going to marry where they're yeah. going to end up living and so they're kind of okay with like oh sometimes I just need to come back again and be like, oh, I made a bad decision. I'm going to come back. Um, but yeah, just being like, just keep coming back. Keep like turning around and being like, I made the wrong decision that time. How can I make this better decision next yeah. time? Um, one of our youth yesterday very wisely said, um, like, we can talk to God about anything because he sees everything and he knows all of our thoughts. So there's no point trying to hide it from him. <laughs> and so we can just be like, this is what's going on and like mm. process it with him, um, which is so true. And I think that's like the key thing is just keep, keep coming back, keep processing it, keep being like, Jesus, why did I make this decision? What's going on in my heart? Mm. Um, yeah. How could I make it better next time? Keep transforming me, Jesus, please. Yeah, that's so good. Because the danger is that, as you said, especially when we get a bit older, sometimes we just get stuck in that rut, don't we? Mm. We go, well, we've made this decision. And, you know, I, was, I used, I guess, the example of paths. It's like we're walking down this path and we've got so far down it, we just don't think that we can come back. Whereas actually yeah. the beauty of the gospel is that we can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, all, and it's through transformation and, like, us being transformed by God. And I loved what Alice said the other week about... Um, was it like being sculpted by the word, like letting mm. the word like properly sculpt us and change us. And I think that's so key, isn't it? Just being like, God, would you, so like with this passage on wisdom, God, would you give me this kind of wisdom? Like I'm not a finished product. I'm not perfectly wise. Um, because as Dave's still working out how to prove, I'm not perfectly wise. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I genuinely was just sat there like, I have to think of something. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Um, and yeah, um, just that, that was great active it. listening there, Dave. You yeah. Were really <laughs> that part of it. No, just tune you out and think of your imperfections. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage advice. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's also trying to get them, and, and this is, I think, something that we have to learn as well like we Rachel and I but I think everyone and I loved your point about it was that you need to make wise decisions in the context of a relationship with God I loved your thing about we often go to him like a magic eight ball mm. and we're like oh we haven't spoken in three weeks but I've got this massive decision shake 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 no that's not what I wanted shake shake yeah. shake and you're like looking for this um I like, really wanted to just think, shake your boot. No. <laughs> I lost my train of thought because I sang that in my head. Um, but yeah, you know, so often people will go to the Bible and just like flick through it and be like, I'm going to open it on this verse and that'll tell me what to do. And you're like, yeah. I know, I think maybe one story of God speaking like that, mm. um, but I know thousands of him not speaking like that. He speaks in the context of a relationship. And yeah, so I think with the youth, but also with, with everyone else, it's, it's learning that, isn't it? It's like, make wise decisions in the context of a relationship with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
one of the things that I spoke about um, was, and I just mentioned it, that these ideas of our, our life being on paths and that, you know, generally if we're following Jesus, you know, our, and you know, in, my, in my life I feel like my general trajectory is towards God's wisdom and towards following Jesus. But if I break my life down into different parts, actually I can see where my motives are wrong and I'm actually walking away from Jesus in that area or, or in line with the world's wisdom and guided by that. How do you guys, uh, assuming that you think that's a helpful picture, like how do you guys, or what would you say to us to help us discern which path we're being guided by? So you've talked a lot about motives, like how do you actually discern what your motives are when you're making decisions? I think one of the key things is to just do it one at a time. I think sometimes you can look and be like, oh, I've got, you know, I've got 12 things, 12 threads that are running off and like I need to bring them all like into the right place, which is, is true. And if, if you're in that situation, like it, it's good to bring them all to mm. a point where they're headed towards Jesus. But um, again, like to remember it is a, it's a relationship, but it's a long term thing and be like rather than getting overwhelmed with like, how do I change all these all these things being like, right this one i'm going to pick one how do i change my like my use of money mm. um, how do i bring that under the wisdom of god and, and head that towards jesus um and there i think like reading the bible like what does the word say about this area um and also just talking to people who and you you said it loads and i think it's such a good point of ask someone or ask a few people who love jesus mm. and who you trust and and just say like, this is where I'm at. This is what I want to change. What would you advise? Mm. And I think sometimes you have those people who you go to for everything. They're like really key people in your lives. But sometimes you pick for certain things. So you look at someone, you're like, you love Jesus. And you, I just see that you manage your money so well. Mm. And like you budget and it's under control. But also I love your, your attitude towards giving and generosity. Mm. And I think then you just go to them and you're like, what do you do? Mm. How did you get to this point? This is the situation I'm in. What do you think I need to do? Because often people can break it down into like two or three things that if you're like, okay, well, I'm actually going to do this. Yeah. And then you come back to your point about like direction, not intention. It's like, yeah. it's all very well to be like, I want to get my money under control. <laughs> yeah. And then you just go and splash the cash. But if you're like, okay, well, I've heard your wisdom. I'm actually going to apply that. I'm going to mm. give it a go for six months. See how it goes. Yeah, the wisdom of others, you, like, you cannot underestimate it. Um, and when you couple that with the scriptures, um, that, yeah, that's how I would do it. I don't know about you. I think um, somebody, I feel like I should quote somebody, but I don't know who it was. <laughs> I just um, it up. Said, <laughs> Tim Keller? Mother Teresa. No, I don't know. Um, said, like, kind of with your thing of what trajectory is this um, road taking me on? And, like... I think often something feels like a tiny... It's just like a little thing in my life and it's not that big a deal. But if you're like, in six months down the line, if I keep going in this direction, mm. where will I actually end up? So, for example, I decided to watch TV instead of have any time with Jesus today. Like, doesn't feel like that big a deal. But if you sort of map it out, like in six months down the line, if I keep going in this direction, where am I going to be? I think that's quite a helpful way to be like, it's maybe not a wise decision. Like, doesn't feel like a big deal today. Mm. But if I don't sort it out when it's just a little thing, it will become like a, Jesus, I haven't spent any time with you in six months. I can't really work out how to get back into it. I'm not making my decisions based on you. Like, I've sort of just slipped off onto a path where I'm not really paying any attention to you anymore. Um, 
it's being intentional as well, isn't it? Like some of the wisest people I know, when I step back and look and I'm like, what is it about you that mm. is so wise? I'm like, it's because you're intentional about everything. So like, like taking that example of this evening, am I going to watch TV or not? There's nothing wrong with that, but it's if, if it just happens. If you're like, oh, oh yeah, just another evening, just another evening watching TV. Oh, I just I can't be bothered to think it through. Like, I think if you're like, Wednesday night that's my off night I'm going to watch some TV I've made that decision I think that's good you know it's, yeah, it's fine it's nice to, relax. to relax yeah um, but it's making sure that you're then like these other evenings or I'm going to catch up with the Lord in the morning um, because mm-hmm. I know I'm making that decision later it's just it's being intentional about all of your decisions and, and thinking life through it's, um, it's kind of like living life not letting life live you just like oh I don't know I'll just yeah. do whatever happens it's like mm-hmm. no I'm in control of my life I, I like I'm going to make decisions that map out where I end up. And I think you're right, like picking the things that you're like, not a big issue now, but in six months, in a year. It's like with our garden, isn't it? Like we've, we've been <laughs> out of our garden. house for five months um, because it's been having some building work done on it um, that obviously got confused by coronavirus. Um, and our garden is tiny and does not require very much maintenance day to day. But we've been out for five months. I've got back and we're like, oh my days. And we're like, we're still hacking away. It's a massive job <laughs> mm. to sort it out. Because it's five, it's six months down the road and we haven't done, we haven't made the little choices along, along the, the way. It's, it's just gone out of control. And I think that's what happens, isn't it? Sometimes with our decisions. Mm. Not mowing the lawn for five months. It's yeah. quite something. It was a wildlife <laughs> haven. That's why we did it, wasn't it? Yes. For the biodiversity. For the wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things we've mentioned, you know, I mentioned it a lot in the talk, we've mentioned it a number of times in, in this so far, is about talking to wise people, asking them to speak into our lives and things like that. Now, I'm aware, you know, we're all really fortunate, like we have those relationships, but there'll be people listening who are going, well, that sounds all well and good, but I don't think I know people well enough to ask that or how do you begin that so what advice would you give to someone who's listening and going well I, I'd really like that but I don't have that in place right now join a small group join a small group because you've got then you've got a community mm. of Christians around you you've got small group leaders and like that's one of the most wonderful things about a small group is every week being like what can I pray for you for what's going on mm. in your life like getting the chance to chat about the real stuff rather than just sort of like doing going to church is obviously amazing but you don't it's not two-way in the same way as small group mm. you don't get to be like can i just process my stuff with you like <laughs> yeah, the pre- yeah. yeah. sorry me, can i just, I just ask <laughs> um yeah join a small group yeah my best tip i have nothing to add to that join a small group like if you if you're sat there thinking i don't know who to turn to for wise advice Step one, join a small group. And the rest can come from that and there's mm. mentoring and discipleship and, you know, coaching and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it just, it has to start in small groups because it is the best place for it. And like you said, like you've got your small group leaders, but you've also just got a community around you mm. who sometimes have great advice and sometimes can just pray with you. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it's invaluable. Okay, so I very much agree with that. What, what about someone who's in a small group right now and is maybe like, oh, I feel awkward asking, say directly for wisdom or advice. What would you say to that person? Um, I would just say go for it. Like, I, it is awkward at, at the start because 
it's something our culture is not very used to mm. is going to someone and being like I, I really genuinely want your advice on this um, quite often you in our culture you see people doing that with ulterior motives of like you know I, there's one thing I want you to tell me I'm just yeah. try, I want you to validate it um, and so it is a bit of a shift but it is just so worth it and sometimes it is those things that are countercultural that as we're like I'm gonna I'm gonna brave it and I'm gonna go for it that's where we see like the, the biggest fruit. I remember when Rachel and I started going out, probably three or four months in, and we were like, we should pray together. No, crazy. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done. It was like, oh, praying with a girlfriend out loud. This is, this is everything my friends would have made fun of me at school for. Yeah. This is so cringe. But we were like, oh, we should do it. And we know we should do it, so we're going to decide to do it. And it was amazing. And it's one of those things that like has brought huge fruit in our lives since. But taking the plunge is scary. Like there's no there's no mm. two ways about that. But I think if you're in a small group and you trust the people, um, then just go for it. And it's one of those things of like, it's probably really scary for you. But like with the youth when we say to them, like, it's what we're here for, come and talk to yeah. us. And and they never do, and now and again one of them takes you up and you're like, Oh, I genuinely meant it. Like yeah. I love to talk to you about this stuff. With your small group, it's it's almost definitely going to be the same. Of like, yeah. oh, can I can I just ask about this? Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> like that's that is the role of small group. So <laughs> yeah. I think pluck up the courage and go for it because it's worth it. Mm. Yeah, and it is it is harder on Zoom with small groups or on whichever platform you're using. <laughs> Other platforms wanna... are available. Um, it is harder, but I think like when you have prayer time, small group leaders, make sure you've got prayer time in your yeah. small group. Um, because then you you literally get given the floor. Like, what would you like prayer for? Mm. And that's a perfect opportunity to say, actually, I'd really love some wisdom on this. And like, please, could you pray for that? But also, I'd love to chat about it if anybody's mm. got time at any stage. Um, like, that's literally, the moment has been set up for you. Yeah. Just take it. Yeah, that's good. And you, that's do, good. you don't have to do it in the in the whole group. Like, Either, you know, you might be really, really nervous to do it or it might be something, you know, quite personal. You can, you, you know, you can message your small group leaders and be like, or someone in your small group who you're like, oh, I've seen this in your room, mm. I really want to. Um, and just be like, look, could we have a phone call mm. at this point or, or can we just text back and mm. forth about it for a bit? So, yeah, small groups. I love a small group. Oh, I love small groups. Mm. They are amazing. I love my small group. Yeah. But, it's, you know, I think part of it, the only thing I'd add in it is is just the humility that we need. You mentioned it, Dave, that actually quite a lot in our culture, there's that moment where we're asking, but really what we're wanting is someone to validate us. Yeah. And I think that can be true in in the church and, and in small groups, you have that moment where it's like, oh, I'm sharing this, but really I just want you to tell me that this is a good thing. Whereas actually the, the key is that we go, we're humble enough. Like I, I want you to speak in and I will listen to what you're going to say. Um, because that that then gives people the platform. And the reality is no one is going to be offended. Everyone is just going to be honoured if you've asked them yeah. for their advice. Yeah. Like, it's a really lovely thing when someone says, hey, I, I would like you to speak into this or I'd like to chat this through. You like, seem wow. to have wisdom in this area. Yeah. Could you share it? And it's yeah. like, oh, you probably don't know me that well, if that's what you think. But, <laughs> right. I'm very wisdomous. <laughs> I have all of the wisdoms. <laughs> Well, Dave and Rach, thanks so much for joining us today. And guys, thanks so much for joining and listening in wherever you are to the pod. As always, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at info at cardiffvineyard.org 
Or if you're there and you're thinking, I'd love to get involved in a small group, just head to vineyardcardiff.org and hit the small groups tab at the top and you'll be able to find a group for you. So it's been great to have you with us. And until next time, have a great week.